When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Hey, it is technically week 25 of happy class, but I took the week off because I was on vacation in Morocco and I will tell you the sum total of my experience last week. I was in a very long layover in the Paris airport. I had flown for 10 hours from Richmond to Atlanta to Paris. I got off the flight, curled up in a little ball in the lounge, and slept for about two hours, pulled out my homework, and spent the next five and a half hours between my homework and the Diet Coke fridge and the cheese and croissant station. And with the provision of bottomless cheese and bread, and bottomless beverages and intentional focus, I was able to complete 80% of my assignments for the entire distance learning period, thereby enabling me to shut my computer and sign off of the internet and not have to use it again for anything school or work related for the 10 days of my trip. It was really, really incredible. And I've mentioned this in other weeks of Happy Class, when I've taken the time to intentionally have a real break from the endless feeling of the rigor of class, it's benefited me enormously. And that feels a little bit counterintuitive. Sometimes it feels like I should push and just keep, keep doing it, keep chipping away, keep working at it time after time after time after time. And what actually ends up being more beneficial for me is to work hard and take a break like a real solid break, and then work hard and take a break. In this case, it was fascinating to discover that I could, with planning and intention, 
complete so many diverse assignments. I did pieces of assignments and complete assignments for all four of my current courses within the same span of several hours. Of course, I didn't have anyone nearby to chat with. I wasn't distracted by, you know, typical like conversation. I wasn't at home, so I couldn't put in a load of laundry. I didn't have kids to take care of. It was true like deep work and it went really, really well. So I've been back from Morocco for about four days and I have completed the other 15 and a half percent. I have one assignment that I need to finish this afternoon. It's almost done. It requires some teamwork with another student. And I will turn that in tonight and then be done just in time for another class weekend, which is what is happening this week. So my reporting for this last week will actually be for two weeks. You've got the shorthand for last week, which was very intense few hours in the airport. And then I did a little bit of reading on the airplane, which I don't typically love to do. I have a hard time sleeping and reading on airplanes. I can read books, but reading on the computer is a little trickier. And I think I've mentioned before, I don't really like reading on the computer in general. I like reading on paper. Although I have transitioned from printing all of my academic articles, which was like hundreds of pages of of paper last semester, to using a citation management program. It's called Zotero. I had a tutorial for it. One of my classmates so kindly invited me to join her on Zoom. She did like an hour and a half tutorial with me to introduce me to this very robust citation management system. And it's been easier for me especially with being able to take my laptop abroad and traveling for class and things like that to not have to carry all the paper with me. I'm able to mark and highlight and take notes on articles that are embedded into this program on my computer. And then I can search through all of them. I have hundreds of articles right now in my Zotero management system. And I can remember, I think I read something about curiosity and I can type curiosity in and it will bring up every article in my system that mentions it, which I know on one hand sounds pretty overwhelming. And on the other hand, I have found it to be really, really helpful as we're getting towards the end of the semester, towards the end of the year. This 12-month program is over in August. I will graduate in May, which is feels like it's tomorrow. I only have two official class weekends left before I graduate, and one of them is this coming week. It's all been like a very intense blur and I'm loving it. So that's kind of, I guess, the update on last week was I, I just like sat and, and did it, a lot of the work that I needed to do. What is happening this week has been kind of the finishing of that. And one of the assignments that I'm working on has been really interesting. I'm doing a class about positive psychology applied to the individuals. And this is really a coaching certification, basically. It's how to use these specific principles on a one-on-one basis to increase people's ability to formulate their own well-being, to have real-time resilience in their own lives, to be able to establish goals and systems and, and allow for the coach slash positive psychology practitioner client relationship. It's been really fun. And the way that we're completing assignments in that class this semester is through presentations, PowerPoint presentations. They're called teaching tools. And we're given a few different options of topic each session. And we choose one and then create a presentation around it. And it's been really interesting. I do coaching. I have right now, I think, 10 
coaching clients, creative mentorship clients. I've been doing creative mentorships for about three years now. They're a really fun sort of arm of my business that I decided to experiment on a couple years ago, and they've been fantastic. So I really love that. I have a couple spots available. So if someone wants to work with me in a, in a coaching client basis, I would love to chat with you about that. It's been interesting that even without meaning to, I've started being able to incorporate some of the work that I'm doing in class into these mentorship calls. And I'm not giving the whole presentations, but I will be topping, talking about something with a client and the topic that I've just been discussing comes up and I can pull a screenshot from one of the slides that really clearly explains a topic or gives some um, prompts for journaling, some questions, ideas, just already like real-time application of the things that I'm learning in class feels really fun, really meaningful, really aligned. And I right now am finishing up a presentation on thinking traps. Have you ever heard of thinking traps? I'm sure that you can imagine what they are. The idea comes from cognitive behavioral therapy where you can separate as an individual from your thoughts. As kids, I think a lot of times, and and maybe adults that haven't done a lot of uh, self-awareness processing or self-development processing, we can come to a place where we believe everything we think. If a thought crosses our mind, we assume that it's true because it's in our head. Cognitive behavioral therapy allows you to step out from behind the thought itself, identify it, become aware of it as something separate from yourself and something separate from inherent truth. And then you can kind of play with it. So a lot of times the reason that we feel negative emotions, the reason that we feel bad about something is not because the thing that's happening is inherently negative. It's because the story that we're telling about it or our beliefs around it are negative. So when we're able to separate ourselves and, you know, truth, capital T, truth, from our thoughts, we can start to tell a different story. We can start to play with the things that we're telling ourselves and realize that just because it pops into our head doesn't mean it's true. In fact, many, many of the things that pop into our head are coming through our subconscious. They're coming from bias that we don't realize that we have. They're coming from Uh, experiences that we've had that tell us that the world is a certain way, even though it might not objectively be that way. Uh, Weeks and weeks ago, I talked about world primals, like primal world beliefs, and invited you all to take that quiz. Some of the thoughts that you have may come from primal world beliefs, like the world is a dangerous place. So if you, you know, hear footsteps behind you, you may jump to telling yourself a story about how much danger you're in and that can cause a lot of negative emotion and anxiety and worry and stress, fight or flight. And it may actually be a friend running up behind you to tell you hello and give you a high five. Or maybe it's a stranger who's in a hurry and they're you know walking quickly behind you because they need to pass you to get to where they're going. And the thoughts that you've created are not necessarily true. You might jump to a negative belief through a thinking trap. So thinking traps, I'm just going to give you a little bit of an overview on this right now. The the term thinking trap was coined in part by one of my professors, Karen Rivich. She 
was one of the people who developed the pen resiliency program that was implemented throughout the entire uh, U.S. Army, I believe, is the Army or the whole armed forces, um, for years and years, you know, taught resilience to soldiers. And she also has written a book called The Resilience Factor, Seven Keys to Finding Your Inner Strength and Overcoming Life's Hurdles. That was um, published in 2003. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. Thinking traps are one of the ways that she talks about these patterns of unconscious thought that are unhelpful and untrue that we can fall into unknowingly. Again, like we're not doing this on purpose. We subconsciously are, you know, walking along, having our thoughts happen, and then boom, we're in the bottom of a hole where the only thing available to us is an unhelpful thought, a thought that doesn't add value, that isn't true, that isn't useful, and yet we kind of spin around in circles with this particular thought. There are a lot of different types of thinking traps, and they can sound different. I'm going to share just a couple examples. The thinking trap of helplessness often sounds like this. Nothing I do will make a difference. Have you ever had that thought before? That I know that I have that one sometimes when you are feeling really stuck. Nothing I do is going to make a difference. That is not objectively true in a lot of cases because our worlds are dynamic. And so maybe in one sliver of your life something that you do is you know out of your control but that doesn't mean that you that nothing you do makes a difference lots of things you do make a difference you can climb out of that hole by by recognizing that as an unhelpful untrue thought and then being able to combat it with some other different thoughts that you know may bridge you to something more helpful another thinking trap is mind reading where we believe we know what someone else is thinking. We tell a whole story about what they're thinking about us or about the situation that we don't even know. You know, I know that they're thinking, they know what I'm thinking. They should have done this or that because they know this and that about me. Raise your hand if you have a family member. If you have a family member, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, an aunt, an uncle, a niece, nephew, child, or spouse, or any of the above, you have at one point been in the thinking trap of mind reading, of believing that people should know what you're thinking or you think that you know what someone else is thinking. Again, it's a thinking trap. It's not necessarily true. It's definitely not helpful. And, you know, the simplest form of escaping the mind reading trap is simply to ask questions of the the person who you think you're mind reading or to communicate clearly what is in your mind when you think someone should know. Another example is the catastrophizing. This terrible thing that is happening right now is going to lead to another terrible thing and another and another. And this is the downward spiral where all of a sudden you feel like everything is lost. All hope is lost because of something you perceive as negative or unexpected that it's like you get on the train and it just goes 100 miles an hour out of the station and you have to be able to recognize what's happening in order to put a, put the brakes on. These are just a couple examples. There are a lot of different types of thinking traps. And I just want to give you the very barest of recommendations for climbing out of a thinking trap. One is to become aware of the thought and just objectively notice that that isn't necessarily true. Identify the thought as untrue and unhelpful. In fact, one of my favorite questions to ask is, what value does this thought add to my situation? And if I can't find any, if it's not helpful, then 
maybe even if it is true, if it's not helpful, then maybe it's not worthwhile to think it anymore. So being able to identify, become aware of it, separate from it, and then ask yourself what else might be true. Some of the critical questions that help me with thinking traps are to ask what else might be true? So what? What can I do about it? Where do I go next? What resources do I have in this moment? Being able to sort of play around with the thoughts that are telling you that things are inherently wrong, bad, that you're the problem, that someone else is the problem, that everything's, you know, futile. Pause long enough to ask whether you're in the bottom of a negative pit, whether you've been stuck in the, in the trap of your own thoughts. And the beauty is that this is not a permanent situation, that when you fall into one of these thinking traps, it takes you by surprise, you can notice it and start to climb out. And that all can happen in your own brain. You have the capacity at any moment to think different thoughts. This is the whole foundation of cognitive behavioral therapy, of optimism and optimistic explanatory style, of uh, distorted thinking, irrational assumptions. So much of our experience is what we agree to pay attention to and what thoughts we agree to entertain. And when you find yourself in the bottom of the pit, consider taking a moment to ask, is this helpful? Is this true? And what else might be true as well? So many difficult emotions and negative emotions can be tempered by our ability with our own minds to avoid some of the natural distortions that happen in human thinking. I'm sure in an upcoming episode on the main feed, I will dive into this in further detail with a little bit more robust advice. For now, I just want to make you aware of the idea of thinking traps and give you those simple questions to help you start to climb out. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.